Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on overcoming ants. That's A-N-T, automatic negative thoughts. And to drop these value bombs, I have brought Josh Canuti. He teaches people how to overcome those negative self-talks and self-doubt so that they can get out of their own way and achieve at the highest level. Fire Nation will be breaking down what are automatic negative thoughts, the four types of self-talk, and how you can shift that self-talk into a positive, not a negative. We'll be diving into all that and more when we get back from thanking our sponsors. Online reviews help us make decisions daily, and they can also help you find the right software for your business. Visit capterra.com slash fire today to find the tools to make an informed software decision for your business. That's capterra.com slash fire. Capterra, software selection simplified. Getting your sales copy and funnels just right can be difficult, but with ClickFunnels' new One Funnel Away Challenge, you can have everything up, running, and optimized in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel. Josh, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What's up, Fire Nation? Hey, thanks uh, for having me on. I really appreciate yeah. that. So maybe not something so interesting about myself, but uh, I'll take this time to a uh, name drop of something interesting that happened to me is uh, most people are... Um, they remember the Rat Pack. So Frank Sinatra, Sammy David Jr., Dean Martin, and a guy by the name of Joey Bishop. That guy, Joey Bishop, used to work in Newport Beach, and he actually bought me a Happy Meal one time. What? <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of kind of cool. It was um, Halloween, and uh, all the fellows were out, and we were at um, one of the fast food places, and I didn't have any money. And he says, come over here, son. I said, do you know who I am? I go, no, sir. He goes, so all the Rat Pack and named all the people. He's like, uh, well, I'll buy you a Happy Meal. And then actually said, um, I bet your parents know about me. What's your address? I'll send you a signed picture. So I was the talk of the town and the hit at uh, Christmas. <laughs> I got a signed picture of Joey Bishop to give my dad and grandma and all that type of stuff. So it was pretty cool. But what do you think was cooler at the time, the signed picture or the Happy Meal? Oh, the Happy Meal. I had no clue who <laughs> Joey Bishop was. I knew Frank Sinatra, but I had no clue who Joey Bishop was. <laughs> Oh, Fire Nation, that is really interesting stuff. And of course, we have brought Josh on the mic today to talk about overcoming ants. And no, you know, not that little pest that we all know about. We're talking about automatic negative thoughts. So, Josh, we're going to be diving really deep into these automatic negative thoughts. But before we really get deep into those, just explain to Fire Nation, like, what exactly are ants? So ANTS, just like you said, it's an acronym um, term coined by a neurologist, Dr. Amen, and it's automatic negative thoughts. And one of the things that in psychology and some things that I've learned in my life is that negativity is natural and positivity is on purpose, meaning everything kind of goes towards the negative without, unless you stop it. Wood rust or wood rods, metal rust, if you don't use your muscles, they atrophy. Um, uh, garden left untended grows weeds. So you have to do the positivity things on purpose. Um, and so we got to figure out how to stop those ants from, from, uh, you know, infesting our brain and our thoughts. Now, I guess have a little bit of a question because I'm a historian by trade. Like I was an American studies major. I just love reading both historical fiction and historical nonfiction. And, 
you know, there's a lot of thoughts and there's a lot of people that talk about how just these negative thoughts are kind of innate in human beings. I mean, it's one of the reasons a lot of people say, hey, we're actually around today because of these negative thoughts. Because 70,000 years ago, we're like, no, we're not going to go outside when it's nighttime because there might be a saber-toothed tiger that comes and swipes us away. So we have these kind of negative thoughts that protected us 70,000 years ago that actually are now harming us because, you know, there's no saber-toothed tigers roaming around most neighborhoods. So what are kind of your thoughts on that? Is there some innateness to these ants? You can utilize them for good. So it's all about their different tools. You know, you can use a hammer to hammer or a nail, or you can hit yourself in the face with it. It's all about how you use it. Um, but you have to know what they are first, and you have to be able to recognize them so you can understand how to um, either avoid them, stop them, or use them for, for good. So you just have to figure out how to use them first off and recognize them to begin with. But is it something that human beings have innately? Like, do, are we born with automatic negative thoughts? Yes, without a doubt. Okay, so we're born with these automatic negative thoughts. It's now just a situation of, okay, hey, this is the reality. Now, how do we deal best with this reality and potentially even spin it towards a positive? So let's maybe talk about your life because you've had a lot of experience with this. I know you've struggled with depression at times and I kind of want to dive into some of that right now with how have automatic negative thoughts played a role in your life? Yeah, so quick synopsis of kind of my... um life up to this point to where I really started to dive deep into these ants, into these uh, automatic negative thoughts is I, like a lot of your listeners, um, have had a nine to five, you know, I started in a, in the retail career, actually started as an ice cream scooper and worked my way up supervisor, store manager, all the way to the upper echelons of corporate America, where I was overseeing $580 million of a labor line, 22,000 associates across the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico, making six figures, traveling around the world with my now wife and friends and family. But a lot like your listeners, I felt like a caged animal. I felt like I was born for something better. I wanted to do something uh, bigger. I wanted to uh, start my own business. I was tired of putting millions of dollars to the EBITDA line of a billion dollar yeah. company. And I just felt like I was destined for something else. I needed to get out of there. That nine to five a lot like I'm sure Fire Nation. I felt like a caged animal. Um, and with that, it reminds me of a real cool kind of tale about there's this young boy in grade school and he's walking to home from school every single day and he sees this just this good old boy, um, cowboy, you know, big handlebar mustache in a rocking chair, mint julep. And he's got this hound dog that's sitting next to him. And every single day this little boy walks by, this hound dog is howling and howling and howling. Next day, he walks by, goes home. This dog is howling and howling and howling. Finally, finally this um, little boy says, hey, mister, why is your dog howling so much? And he goes, he's sitting on a nail. And the little boy goes, <laughs> why doesn't he move? And he goes, doesn't hurt bad enough. Ooh. And with that, it kind of reminds me of a lot like I'm sure some of your uh, listeners and myself and you feel is that, hey, we're in this, this nine to five job. We're getting all these accolades. We have this six-figure job. It, but so many of us today, um, you know, talk and talk and talk and how like I want to start this business. I would like to quit my job. I'd like to start this book. I'd like to start this podcast, but nobody ever, ever does it. So I wanted to take that time and really shout out to all of your listeners and to, and to you that if you are doing something, if you are writing that book, if you have that side hustle, if you started that job, uh, you know, hats off to you. Give yourself a pat on the back because so many times 
and I hear in society people howl and howl and howl, but never do anything, never take any action. So I really like to give it up to your listeners that are doing that because I know a lot of them out there are doing so. That's a great call to action, brother. And it does actually remind me of a quote that when I read it for the first time, it really just smacked me upside the head. And I'm like, man, this is totally me. And that quote is, good is the biggest enemy of great. And here I was like, I wanted to be great in this world. I wanted to do something great. I wanted to have lifestyle freedom, location freedom. Like I wanted just all of that financial freedom. Like that was to me, like what, what was the opportunity to live this great lifestyle. But you know, here I was in this corner office with John Hancock, looking at the city of Boston, a really good job, making good money. Like I could see my career path going up, up, up. It was good. But man, I was never going to get to great. But that was a problem. You know, that nail was there, but it didn't hurt enough. Like, I, ha- I wasn't fired. You know, I wasn't thrown out on the street with no other options. Then I would have had to go for the great. But I had this good that just kind of kept me plodding along until I finally just said, you know, hey, no matter how little or much this nail hurts, like, it's time to take action. And yep. you have a phrase here that I really kind of want to dive into a little bit, which is, if you do not think you can do something you cannot do it. So obviously that phrase makes sense as a standalone, but expound upon that. One of the things I started this podcast called Overcoming You, and we focus on what I think is the most important thing in this world, which is what we think about ourselves when we are by ourselves. Meaning if you don't think that you can do something or you don't think that you can take action to do something, then you are never going to do it. Now, I know for a matter of fact that I cannot beat LeBron James at basketball. But (laughs) I know that I cannot do that. So the chances of me ever beating him are very, very slim. But I'm not even going to try. But unfortunately, even though that example or that analogy is a bit outlandish, we think about those things sometimes in our business career or in our relationships. Like, I can't go do that business. Or I'm never going to find that person that I want. And if you constantly think about those things when you're by yourself, it's never going to happen in reality. So you have to change those things there. Um, Does that kind of make sense? It does make sense. And this actually kind of leads me to a question that I have for you because it's something that like I've kind of felt for a while, but I would like your perspective on it is because people come to me all the time and they say, John, like I see you speaking from stage and it's like you have no fear. And you know, how do you interview people like Tim Ferriss and Tony Robbins and all this stuff? I just would be so scared of doing these things. And I'm like, hey, listen, like I have like when I'm going on stage, like I definitely have butterflies and have some fear before I'm, I'm speaking to these unbelievable, successful and awesome entrepreneurs and just, you know, these men and women who have done these great, huge things. But the reality is I kind of go back again to what we were talking about earlier, where I realize that fear is just part of the human makeup. Like it's innate, like we're born to fear things. That's why, you know, a baby like won't necessarily like just crawl over a cliff. Like it recognizes like, hey, like there's something there that's not going to be good for me if I do that. Like I'm innately going to be fearful of that. And that's such a critical thing for us to realize is it's about embracing the fear. A lot of people are just like, how do I overcome it? Like how do I just conquer it? And to me, I don't know if that ever can be overcome or ever uh, conquered in any way, shape, or form, but it can just say, hey, I'm a human being. I'm feeling these very natural feelings. Of course, I'm nervous before I get on stage. I'm not, you know, that character from the movie American Psycho that just has, you know, absolutely no feelings. Like, I'm a human being. I'm feeling, I'm feeling fear. That's natural. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. 
obviously you're one of the goats in uh, podcasting and you've talked to so many individuals, but that's one thing through this podcast that I started when I'm talking to like Olympic level athletes, or I was just talking right before we started to a friend of mine, I just had this um, beautiful fitness model gal on and she, if you were to look at her, there's no person on the planet that wouldn't go, wow, you're really pretty. But she told me that every single picture that she takes, she always thinks like, she did that pose wrong or doesn't look wow. good or it's in there. And she is the elite of the elite. She is the top of the echelon in her industry, but she still feels that way. And so, and I'm sure when you talk to individuals or when you talk to Olympic athletes, they still get a little nervous right before they get in there. But it's the fact that they still overcome and they go through it. And the reason why they overcome is because they've done the they've done the work to do that. You, John, have done the work. You've put in your 10,000 hours. You've put in the the painful staking thing of listening back to yourself yeah. on your podcast it's and go painful. oh my god I can't believe I, I can't said believe that. it I can't believe he did that you know but you but that's the pain but because you've done all those little things up to now now when you sit down across from individuals like me or people at your level or above there's really there may be some fear but you know you put in the work to do it so it's so much different because that's where confidence comes through confidence comes through that practice. And those little tiny things leading up to that game time or up to that uh, um, uh, project or whatnot. I'm a big believer in the compare and despair mentality. If you are going to compare yourself to anybody, at some level, you're going to despair. Like It's always going to be a losing proposition. The only person in my mind that you should be comparing yourself to is you yesterday. And that's how I've been able to stay with this now for seven years, for 2,200 episodes and so on and so forth, is that I just look at me yesterday and say, hey, am I just a little bit better? Maybe even 0.1% better at X or Y or Z. You know, that might be a podcast or a webinar or writing an email newsletter. Am I just a little bit better at one or maybe all of those things than I was yesterday? And if I've put in the work, then the answer is yes, I am. So Fire Nation, compare yourself to you yesterday. That's it. And if you're winning that comparison, not all the time, but most of the time, you're winning at life. Now, let's shift this back to your podcast, Overcoming You, because it's all about empowering, uplifting, and inspiring people to actually overcome their life's obstacles, negative self-talk, self-doubt, et cetera. Talk about that a little bit. Why was this podcast needed? This podcast, you know, it's, it's interesting. You've heard before that a lot of times authors write the book that they need for themselves. And so me doing this podcast is a little bit something that I needed for myself. So, um, you know, I talked about, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. You know, I was having six figures, managing $580 million, 20,000 associates. And I quit that job. And actually, I'm kind of a, um, a jump in the deep end type of guy. So in one year, I quit my six-figure job. I moved states. I tried to buy a $10 million corporation. And I got married all in the same whoa, year. <laughs> so, whoa, it's a busy year. Yeah. So Fire Nation, please don't do that. It's too, too much. <laughs> But one of the things that I did is I worked really, really hard to start this business or try to buy this company and worked eight months on it and, you know, literally liquidated all my funds, um, all that type of stuff. I was all in and I was at the one yard line, literally ready to sign the papers in the lawyer's office and the seller changed some of the uh, logistics and there was a expiration date on the contract. And unfortunately, he had used me to get the sell price up and sold it for cash two days later. And so with that, I started to spiral down out of control, drinking um, drugs, both prescription and non, um, and then every single day just going, what did I do? I am a piece of, you know what, I can't provide for my brand new wife, my, my friends think I'm a loser, I can't believe I failed, I'm a failure. 
and just spiraled, spiraled, spiraled. And then, um, you know, I won't go into the nitty gritty details of that. You can go listen to episode zero of, of my podcast and find all that stuff out. But after I got help, uh, both medical therapy, you know, friends, family, and kind of got out of that negative loop, I looked back and realized that every single negative thing that ever happened in my life or anyone's life all started in the mind, all started with the thoughts. And I went, why? And it sounds so simplistic, but the thing is, is most of us don't know what the negative thoughts are or don't know those patterns. And the first way to correct something is to know you're doing something bad. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is that there's 10 real scientifically proven psychological ways that we think to ourselves that actually will contribute to a unhappy, negative self-doubt, negative self-talk. But if we can figure out what those are and realize that we're doing it and then figure out tips and tricks and ways to correct it, then we can kind of, like, like we talked about in the beginning, use these things for good and you, instead of having them used for bad. Does that kind of make sense? It makes sense to me. And I love how you use the phrase, you need to get out of your own way if you want to reach those higher levels of happiness. And so often it's us, Fire Nation, getting in our own way. Like you need to get out of your own way and you need to learn from others who have, you know, maybe like Josh has just talked about, spiraled and spiraled and spiraled. Like we can learn from those people. We can avoid those rabbit holes. You know, we can take that shortcut on the things that are actually working, like gratitude and a mindset of abundance and, you know, journaling and meditating. So we're actually keeping a finger on the pulse of what we're feeling every single day and what we actually want. Like, again, what we actually want. I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations because I've been doing a ton of 20-minute strategy calls recently with some really up-and-coming entrepreneurs. And just so automatically, they're just like, oh, you know, I made $50,000 last year. I need to make 100. I want to double my income. Or I made 200 last year. I need to make 400 this year. And I always ask why. I'm like, why do you want to double your income? Why do you want to double your revenue? Um, is everything else in your life amazing? Is your health and wellness amazing? Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Are you eating right? Are you exercising? Like, is your relationship thriving? And often the answer is no to all or some of those things. And I'm like, well, why do you want to kill yourself even more to double your money? I'm like, give me a good reason and then we can talk about it. And they don't yeah. have a good reason. They're just like, well, aren't you just supposed to double your revenue every single year? And I'm like, of course not. I haven't doubled my revenue once since 2015 and <laughs> I'm living exactly the life that I want to be living right now because I'm very intentional about it. I'm very intentional about that. So you need to get out of your own way, Fire Nation. And we're going to be talking about the four types of self-talk as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Online reviews help us make decisions daily, whether it's looking for the best restaurant or finding the closest place to get a cup of coffee. It's something we don't even think twice about doing. Another thing online reviews can help you do, find the right software for your business. Did you know you can read over 1 million real software reviews to help you find the right software for your business right now at capterra.com slash fire? And with over 1 million reviews of products from real software users, you'll get great insights from users who've been there, done that. Whether you're 
you're looking for accounting software, web conferencing tools, or something in between, Capterra makes it easy to discover the right solution fast. Join the millions of people who use Capterra each month to find the right tools for their business. Visit capterra.com slash fire for free today to find the tools to make an informed software decision for your business. Capterra, that's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash fire. Capterra, software selection simplified. Online funnels can be intimidating. They require setup and technical aspects you might not be familiar with. But what if I told you that you can build an online funnel from scratch and get it live in just 30 days? With the One Funnel Away Challenge from ClickFunnels, you really are just 30 days away from getting your funnel live. Here's how it works. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge at eofire.com slash funnel. Every day you'll receive a mission to complete, each mission being a step in the process of creating, building, and launching your funnel. Get ready to rock your funnel with a trifecta training approach, daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. Complete the task given to you every day for 30 days, and by the end of the 30 days, you should have a funnel that is live and ready to generate leads and sales. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel and get daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. That's eofire.com slash funnel. So Josh, we're back. And before the break, I alluded to the four types of self-talk. Let's break those down one by one. The first one's all or nothing. Get into that for us. Yeah, so the first one's all or nothing or black and white, or actually the psychology term of it is actually called dichotomous thinking. And this is what, I hear this a lot, I've been hearing it a lot, um, usually in the beginning of the year, is on January 1st, you know, I have a buddy or we all have friends that go, hey, no more, this is it, I'm doing five days a week, I'm eating boiled chicken, <laughs> I, I am, I'm going and I go- Living in the gym- yeah, I'm, that's all I'm doing. You don't understand. The Rock, you better watch that. Heck out. I'm coming <laughs> for you. But, you know, I always ask, ask them, I was like, oh, cool. You're going to do five days a week. Um, how many times do you go right now? And they go, oh, I go about once. And I go, so you're going to go from one to five? And then usually what happens is the first week they do it. Second week, they're sore because their body's not used to it because you, the, you can't increase 400% uh, effort overnight. But these folks usually do or they think they do and then all of a sudden the third week goes on and something comes up like life comes up it's going to happen and all of a sudden they go three times instead of five and they go oh my god i failed i'm i'm a i can't do that i'm never going to be like the rock i'm never going to look like beyonce i said i was going to go five times and you know baby got sick and i only went three so forget it i'm not going to go anymore and they do this all or nothing type of thing and please uh fire nation don't misconstrued being all in um, mentally or being all in with your actions, I'm talking about being adjustable and being able to um, adjust when things happen because life's going to happen. And just because you wanted to do five days a week, but you only ended up doing three, you still did three. You still increased 200%. You're still good. Don't quit and don't stop that. And don't start thinking, oh my God, I'm never going to be this or I can't do that. Just because the plan didn't go just exactly as you thought it would. Um, does that kind of make sense? It does make sense. And so Fire Nation, this all or nothing, and again, another word for it could be black or white or dichotomous, is, listen, you go from all or nothing. Like you're either just, that's, those are the only two options you're giving yourself. And like, those are just very, two very stark 
options. And I like to talk about goals. I always talk about that within the Freedom Journal. What's the right way to set a goal? It's called a SMART goal, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time bound. What's a key, uh, the key word in here for what we're talking about right now? Attainable. SMART goals are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound. 400% increase overnight, that's not attainable. That's not sustainable. So what are you doing there? You should be looking at getting 1% better. 1% better every single day. So guess what? Maybe for the first month of the year, you're going to go two days per week and you're going to really get settled into that routine. And then maybe the following month, you're going to up it to three days per week. And maybe you stay there for like three or four months as you really settle into that routine. And then you figure a way out to make it four. And then you really are deciding, hey, what fits best with what I'm going to be able to be committed to? I'm going to be able to be consistent with. It's all going back to comparing yourself to you yesterday. Am I winning that comparison? So the next type of self-talk is disqualifying the positive. Talk about that. Yeah, so the disqualifying the positive is actually one of the, in my opinion, one of the biggest detriments that we do to ourselves. And not only do do we do it to ourselves, but we do it to others. Because there's two types of things. Um, I know I've been guilty of it, but most of us have, is that you know you do something good, you have a great presentation at work, um, and somebody comes up to you and goes, hey, John, you did fantastic with that. And you immediately go, oh, I know I, I think you I know you think I did, but I messed that thing up or I forgot mm. that, missed that bullet point. And something's happening when someone's trying to give you a positive compliment is that think about it in the reverse, is that everybody loves to give compliments, especially when they're real true and to the heart. And what you're doing is you're robbing that individual of that opportunity to do something good that's going to make them feel good. And so when somebody does that, make sure to – when someone tries to give you a positive compliment, make sure to um, take that in and, and give them a second. And a good little tip and trick is if someone says, hey, John, you did fantastic on that presentation, just go, thank you very much. I appreciate that. What that does is that, that allows that little space. It gives um, credit to the individual. It's thanking them. But then it allows your mind just a fraction of a second to go, okay, you know, maybe I did do good versus going back to what we talked about in the very beginning, these automatic negative thoughts, you know, constantly trying to find the things that you did wrong or you didn't do correct and uh, go right into that. So it gives your, your mind just a little bit of time for that. The second portion of disqualifying the positive, and this is one of the worst ones, is when you do it to yourself. When you have that presentation and you go back to your your office or cubicle or home or whatever and you go, my God, I messed that up so bad. I forgot that percentage point or I didn't tell them this or I forgot to do that or I messed my closer up or nobody laughed at my joke, which is something I think about all the time when I speak on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but what you're doing there is you're actually, and I know a lot of us know, know this portion of the brain now, but what you are doing when you constantly are disqualifying the good that you did is you are activating that RAS, that reticular activated system, which is that part of the brain that is literally designed to show you everything that you tell it. And the analogy that's been used to uh, describe this portion of the brain is um, it actually worked perfect. When we were living, my wife and I were living out in Arizona, she wanted to buy a Jeep. And so we're in Phoenix, Arizona, where it's like pretty much the capital of the Jeep world. But all of a sudden, as soon as she started to buy that Jeep, she's like, I can't believe how many freaking Jeeps are all around here. <laughs> I'm like, babe, they've been there forever. You're just now looking at it. And same thing goes when you disqualify the positive. When you go, 
you know, John or Josh, you really messed up. You really did that. And your mind goes, okay, let's find all the times that you did that wrong. Let's find all the times that you uh, messed up. And so what you need to do is, yes, you need to be, um, you need to look back and see where you can correct, adjust and move forward. But you need to make sure to tell yourself the good that you did in that project. And it may sound weird or may feel awkward, but no one's listening. It's just you. It's just you and your car. No, no one's gonna, no one's gonna hear you. But give yourself some credit because if you don't, you're going to, um, you're going to have that RAS, that reticular activated system, work against you instead of for you. Fire Nation. I want to go back first and foremost to the part about getting a compliment. I have a very specific way that I quote unquote receive compliments. I literally receive them. Somebody comes out to me and they say something kind, they give me a compliment. I look them in the eye and I say, Josh, I received that. Thank you so much for sharing that. It really does mean a lot. Because what are you doing? You're acknowledging the fact that this person went out of their way to say something kind about you. You're not brushing it off. You're not going to just turn into that self-deprecating person of like, oh man, I did better last time or ho-hum. Like that's all crap. There's a person, a human being in front of you giving you a compliment. Receive the compliment, Fire Nation. Receive it. And going to just acknowledging good things that are happening in your world. That's why I'm very specific with all three of my journals. At the end of the day, you need to sit down and write down what happened that was great today. So you can reflect on the day and focus on the great things that happened. Then you're going to end the day on that high note on a positive note. Then what happens? You go to bed and fall asleep on a positive note. Then what happens? You wake up on a positive note. It's kind of funny how those things happen, Fire Nation. We need to now talk about number three, Josh, which is mind reading. Expound upon that. Yeah, mind reading happens all the time. Um, so this is when all of a sudden we think that we're Nostradamus or, or, um, what's that, what's that gal? She used to be on TV. Was it Cleo? You remember her? She was a mind reader or something like that. Sounds familiar. All of a sudden we think we can read people's minds, meaning, um, I know my boss thinks I, I'm terrible or I know my, um, my peer doesn't think I'm as good as him or her, or I see it a lot in relationships. Like, Oh my God, I know my spouses, um, just really, really thinks all my ideas are stupid. You know, you have an example where, you know, you come home and you go, Hey honey, uh, you want to get dinner? She goes, yeah. Uh, what do you want? It's like, Oh, let's, um, I'll have sushi. And she goes, no, I want Italian. And then in your head you go, she always thinks my, my ideas are stupid. She never, um, never wants to do anything I want to do. How come she thinks her ideas are always better? And then you think about that the rest of the evening. You're kind of short and curt at dinner. And then you've, it rolls over into the next day. And then all of a sudden, you know, she says, hey, honey, how's it going? And you're like, what are you talking about? What do you mean, how's it going? And you lash out. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? When in fact, if you were just to realize that you don't know what that other person is thinking. You don't know that she thinks that um, your ideas are stupid. You don't know that your boss thinks less of you or doesn't think you're doing a good job. You don't know that for a matter of fact. And as soon as you can figure out that you're having these ants, this automatic negative thought without knowing for certain that they are thinking that as soon as you have that, just go to that person in the appropriate time at the right setting and go, hey, I'm getting a little feeling that maybe, you know, um, Mr. Boss or Mrs. Boss, you know, I'm not doing, am I not up to par or am I not doing something? And they'll go, no, everything's fine. You go, oh, okay, good. And you'll lim- eliminate that negative, automatic negative thought right there and then. Or when you go to your significant other and go, 
hey, I sometimes feel like you don't like my ideas or something like that. And they'll just be like, no, I saw a a a advertisement for Olive Garden. I really felt like having some pasta and bread. It's like, oh, okay. You don't think my ideas are stupid. So, so many times we get in this negative, automatic negative loop of knowing for certain that we know what that other person is thinking when in actuality you don't. And it will take a fraction of a second if you just have have the um, the guts or you have that conversation with that person. Just ask them, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Am I am I misreading that or are you feeling this? It uh, it will eliminate so much of that guesswork and so much of those awkward drive homes going, oh, my God, my boss hates me. Oh, my God, my, my peer thinks they're better than me. Oh, my God, you know, so-and-so, my direct report's coming from my job. Whatever it is, because the thing is you're not a mind reader. You're not – um, um, Chloe or Cleo, you're not one of these uh, people that can read somebody else's mind for certain. Fire Nation, one sentence. You're not Nostradamus. Stop trying to pretend that you are. Stop living in that world. Now, the final one we're going to talk about is jumping to conclusions, which obviously bleeds a little bit into what we just talked about. So maybe expand upon that a little bit. Yeah, jumping to conclusions is kind of two part. One that we just talked about the mind reading, and the other one is the fortune teller. This happens a lot with entrepreneurs, so I'm really excited that we kind of saved the best for last for um, your listeners because I not, know a lot of them are out there looking to do something big, get out of their um, get out of their rut, start that uh, side hustle, that book, that business, that podcast, what have you. And so many times, we all of a sudden, once again, we think we know the future. We think we have this glass ball or this this thing that we know we go, okay, if I start this business, oh my God, I just know it's gonna fail. And then as especially as adults, we get so good at rationalizing and making excuses that they sound truthful. You know, and so you have somebody in their nine to five job, you know, they're sitting on that nail, they don't they like crying and that they want to do something more, but they go, Oh, you know, well, what what is it? Eighty percent of new businesses, um, small businesses, fail in the first year or three years or something. So in actuality, the odds are not in my favor. Um, and I can tell you from experience, it happened with this podcast that I started. You know, uh, this podcast overcoming you. I'm a. Uh, I felt, oh my god, I'm late to the game. I'm never, never in a million years am I going to be as good as Entrepreneur on Fire. John is so much better looking than I am. What the heck am I going to do? <laughs> But I had those, I had those, those thoughts and I, but the thing is, I didn't know, I didn't know that I could do this, but at the same, same time, I didn't tell myself I can't do it or it's going to fail. What I did and what we talked about earlier is I started taking little actions towards that. Um, because the thing is, if you, as soon as you start to think those things, I can't do that business or it's going to fail. The truth is you don't know that for certain. You don't know it until you try. And I guarantee you, if we just take that example of I want to start that business, if you read, go read five books and watch 20 YouTubes and listen to three masterminds or get into some coaching, um, you will start to build that confidence and you will stop fortune telling, thinking, oh, I know this is going to fail and go, huh, maybe I actually can't do it. Fire Nation. All or nothing, disqualifying the positive, mind reading, jumping to conclusions. These are all four types of self-talk that so many people let them weigh them down like an anchor every single day. Hopefully, after hearing this, after hearing Josh break this down, you're not going to be one of those individuals. And Josh, we've been dropping nothing but value bombs this entire episode. End with a bang. What do you want to make sure our listeners really get from everything that we've talked about today? Two things. One, 
the most important thing in this world is what we think about ourselves when we are by ourselves. And lastly, remember, just be kind to yourself. Be kind to others, but be kind to yourself. Give us a call to action. Where can Fire Nation find out more about you, the podcast, any gift you might have? Let us know. Yeah, so the podcast is titled uh, Overcoming You. Um, We're on all um, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Android, every which way we talk to top-level, Olympic-level athletes, C-level executives, uh, inspirational individuals, thought leaders, and everyone in between going over those, those negative minds, those, those negative self-talk, that self-doubt, and realizing that every single person, whether you're Beyonce or Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg or, or Entrepreneur on Fire, we all go through times where we have self-doubt, negative self-talk, but the difference of the successful is that they figured out how to overcome that and still push forward. So I hope everybody will give me a chance and uh, listen to the podcast. I think you'll be, uh, I think there'll be a lot of value bombs and um, just hopefully uh, to be good as an entrepreneur on fire. I really, really appreciate you having me. It's really, really a pleasure. I love it. And one thing I just want to echo that Josh ended with is what do you think about yourself when you're by yourself? Ask yourself that question. Start being present and focused on those thoughts. And as you start to shift those thoughts to the positive fire nation, the world becomes your oyster. So Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with JK and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Josh in the search bar, and the show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today, links, all that jazz, and of course, his podcast, the Overcoming You podcast, is a great listen. Get over there, check it out get on fire with that content. And Josh, I just want to say thank you for sharing your truth, your value bombs with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Josh and successful entrepreneurs. uh, They accomplish big goals. I mean, huge goals. That's why I created the Freedom Journal to guide you in accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. So visit thefreedomjournal.com. Use promo code podcast for $15 off as a thank you for listening to this podcast. So don't share with anybody that doesn't listen. (laughs) I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Getting your sales copy and funnels just right can be difficult, but with ClickFunnels' new One Funnel Away Challenge, you can have everything up, running, and optimized in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel. Online reviews help us make decisions daily, and they can also help you find the right software for your business. Visit capterra.com slash fire today to find the tools to make an informed software decision for your business. That's capterra.com slash fire. Capterra, software selection simplified.